great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. to uh, sell that with, uh, with our community. So, and, and my wife is Puerto Rican too, so that's not even better. That Puerto Rico trip had her crying for months. So, um, yeah, I mean, we don't want him to come back, please. You know, because I can only imagine how that's gonna look. You know, when he gets up there, he gets him off the plane, he's gonna try to be consoling, but insulting at the same time. He's gonna be like, you know what? I'm so happy to be here, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, it's terrific, terrific island. The second I was here, 20% of the island got power. Okay, that's how terrific it is, folks. I learned so much, and I, you know, I make a hell of a rose capoyo. I do. I do a terrific rose capoyo, and I want to thank Alejandra Guterres Vasquez. I mean, you know what? Two names. Pick two names, sweetheart. Makes a hell of a lot easier, okay? Two names, okay? You are terrific people. Terrific people. I love Puerto Rico. I love his spandex. Terrific people. I gotta give it though. You know who my favorite is in the Trump administration? I have to give it is Jeff Sessions, and I'll tell you why. That guy's got skill, okay? You wanna learn how to lie convincingly? Watch a Jeff Sessions Senate hearing. It's great. Two hours in front of a Senate committee being bombarded with question after question, just and just the only thing he had to give was, I don't recall, I don't recall, I don't recall. And he started even giving stories that made no fucking sense. He was like, I don't recall having any kind of dinner or any kind of hoopla with any kind of Russians. I do recall that I had seven Brandy Alexanders in a restaurant, two shots of tequila, and I had dinner with someone who I thought was my old sissy, and it turned out to be a Russian. But I never had dinner with a Russian. I did have dinner with the Russian ambassador. And I'm offended that you people would think that. I said, that was good. That was good. You want to know whole bullshit? It didn't make any sense. I was like, I can apply these skills on my wife. That's exactly what I did. I went home. I came home late one night. I was supposed to be home at six. My wife is a Puerto Rican Rosie Perez fiery woman when she's angry. Sweetheart, but you know, when she gets angry, she's like, Rosie Perez from White Man Can't Jump. I come in the apartment. She's like, where were you? Where the fuck? You were supposed to be at six the fucking clock. Where the fuck were you? Dinner's ready. Where were you? I was like, I don't recall. Are you telling me to be here at six o'clock? I do recall. Then we established I was supposed to come home at some point of the day. We're going to have a little dinner and you treat me nice, give me a little nookie nookie in your cookie cookie, but I don't recall. And I'm offended that you would think that. It was like a Jedi mind trick. She just completely forgot the whole thing. She was like, you know what? All right, welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast, the podcast of talk culture where everyone has a story. I am your host, Elias, and you can find me on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. My guest this week, comedian Daniel Ayers. Daniel, welcome to the cave. Hi, how are you, Elias? Thank you hey. so much for having me on. Thank you. Hey. What's uh, What's new with you, man? Oh, nothing. Just basically working, hitting the clubs like crazy, uh, doing a lot of writing. And actually, I just recently uh, landed a role in an independent film. Uh, called Mugs from Space. So uh, we're going to start uh, rehearsals in, in a couple of weeks, and it, it's just a hell of a ride. It's so busy. It's crazy. Yeah. Is, it a, is it a big part? Yeah. That's the thing. I went in for a small part. I ended up getting the lead. Oh, so nice. I'm like completely 
flabbergasted over that. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's crazy because I did not expect it at all. I, I figured a lead would have like some kind of physical attributes, like a six pack. And it's, I was like, I thought it was going to be that I was like, apparently, because I have a little bit of a gut. So I was like, okay, I guess the lead needs a gut. <laughs> I thought he was like, it's your face. Your face is wonderful. We'll do so much with your face. I was like, okay, just the face, though. Don't shoot the, you know, everything else. Yeah. Do so, you, uh, yeah. Is it getting filmed in New York? Yes, uh, it's uh, going to be in New York. Yeah. Um, the, the whole thing is based in New York. It's a crazy script. It's um, it's really cool, actually. Uh, it's about, um, it, it takes place in the 1920s, like an alternate universe where uh, gangsters pretty much run New York City and space aliens have taken over and um, they're like there's still kind of a small resistance that are fighting the space aliens and there's I play this a uh, this gangster that's kind of a sociopathic visionary that make, wants to make a deal with the aliens to snuff out the resistance and then just kind of keep us running New York City hmm. and it's like hmm. it's, it deals with a lot of like you know space gadgets yeah. things like that this is really cool so it's kind of like you know modern new york you know gangsters still running it yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i invite from like brooklyn and queens i'm yeah. going over there so what would you do what would you do <laughs> there, there you go so uh yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself uh where, where are you originally from well i'm i'm from astoria queens okay. um my parents are cuban cuban refugees um but I'm, I'm from Astoria, Queens, and Astoria, Queens is a great place to grow up because it really is like the last remaining melting pot of, of New York City. It's like you, you grow up with so many cultures here. I, my, my neighborhood predominantly is a Greek neighborhood, but I, I grew up with Greeks, with uh, Indians, Arabics, uh, you know, South Americans, just all in one, Asians. It's, it's great. It's like the United Nations here. We all get along. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to a, a story. Yeah. I've been to a story with my brother. We go to the Greek town always to, you know, get some Greek food because, you know, like where we're from, there isn't Massachusetts doesn't really have that many Greek restaurants in my area. So whenever we go to New York City, we try to we try to hit that area. It's a good it's a good area. It's oh, nice. It's the best. Yeah, you want to get good sea, Greek seafood. A story is amazing for that. Yeah, and there's also the supermarkets yeah. too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a place, in fact, I think it's, in our case, it's called, it's a Greek seafood place. Bill Murray goes there. It's nice. like one of his favorite uh, seafood places, yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, my parents are Cuban refugees, but I was actually raised by my uh, grandmother. Okay. Uh, so she, yeah, she's a Cuban refugee. I always start that off as, like, one of my jokes, but actually it's a real thing that uh, I always say I came from a average american family i was raised by my grandmother who's a gay republican cuban refugee <laughs> they kind of like throws yeah. throws everybody off like what the hell yeah. but, I was like, but it's true <laughs> were you uh were you born here or were you born in cuba no no i was born here okay yeah, yeah. So, so i'm i'm, I'm cuban american i can't uh, like uh, i can't go to cuba and be like telling them that i'm cuban they'll, they'll kill me forget yeah. it <laughs> you know i got i got to stress i'm american american yeah. with a southern accent right <laughs> yeah. Exactly, I'm American. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so how was it growing? I mean, how was it growing up in a, in a story? Did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I think I got a lot of my comedy material from the people that that I grew up around, and just different characters, different people that uh, I was exposed to, and it helped me out. They do a lot of voices, impersonations, and so, and and I, I attribute a lot to that because, like, you get some wacky characters out here, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was very blessed to have that. It's like a whole roll of material from that. Do you still you still live in Astoria now, or do you live uh, somewhere else in New York? 
I lived, I, yeah, I, I moved back to Astoria. I went down to Miami for a little bit, and then I ended up coming back up. Um, like, Astoria is my place. Yeah. Right? It's like, I, I'll always live here. Even if I win the Mega Mill, I am living in Astoria. <laughs> so, this is my home. <laughs> so so how, do, uh, how did you transition into comedy? Oh, well, I've been, well I, I did a lot of, uh, like, small little theater acting when I was a kid, and then I... Uh, did some comedic acting. I went to UCB theater and did some stuff over there. And, um, you know, I was always doing like little like solo bits and everything. And everyone's like, you should just start doing stand up comedy, man. You should get into it. And, uh, actually I was doing so much theater that I, I, I didn't really dabble into the comedy until like two years ago. I just started doing it like about two years ago. And ever since I did it then, it was just hell of a ride. Like I've just been getting booked for shows and, you know, people asking me to do this show and that show, and you know, I'm just uh, yeah, just going from place to place doing like my crazy acts, voices, impersonations, and you know, people love that stuff. So yeah. I've been very fortunate with that. Yeah. Are you yeah. uh, are you performing now, like every night? Uh, yeah, like every other day, like every every pretty much every night. Like this summer, <laughs> I had to take some time off because I was like, I need a little bit of a break. But I, I'm so addicted to it. Like any show that I'm getting, I'm like, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. I was supposed to go here, but I'm there. I'm playing. <laughs> a, uh, a few months ago, I had Laz on. How did you? Uh, how did you guys meet? Laz, I knew Laz uh, from the hotel industry because I was doing hotels for uh, part time, and Laz was doing it too. And uh, me and Laz hit it off immediately because Laz was just like so like outgoing and just outrageous, and he has so much energy, and so do I. So like. Me and him together, I was like, I can, I, this guy's got to do comedy. I, I actually got Laz into comedy. Yeah. I dragged him out. I said, I, I threw him on stage. You got to get up there and do this. But he did. Now he's doing terrific. Yeah. Yeah. He's a funny he, guy. He's, he's doing shows. Oh, he's excellent. He's, yeah. He's very, you got, if you ever come down to New York, you got to see our shows. It's, yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's very, yeah. Out, very outgoing, very nice. Like, like he, he sounds like the kind of guy, like, you know, if you need something, he'll help you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Laz is like, he's, he's the most generous, nicest guy ever. Like, yeah. seriously, if you need someone in your corner, Laz is the guy to have. I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. Really, really cool dude. So, uh, and funny as hell. So how do you, uh, like, where do you get your, what's your act about pretty much? Like, how did you, uh, what do you try to pretty much uh, talk about when you're on stage? Well, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go into basically just, uh, I try to mix that up a little bit. I'll try to go into, like, my background, growing up with my family, et cetera. And then I'll go, you know, I'll start doing, like, voices from celebrities. I'll get a little political. Um, I, I do I do a Donald Trump. But I don't get too political where it makes the audience divisive. I don't want anyone getting upset or anything like that. I kind of make it so silly to a point where even, like, diehard conservatives could laugh. Like, I had... Trump supporters come up to me after shows and be like, you know what, I'm a Trump supporter, but the way you did it, the way you constructed the joke, I actually, I dug it. It was cool. Like, you know, I wasn't upset. So that was like, to me, it was a big compliment. Yeah. Where, uh, where, so, so yeah. I'll, I, no, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'll just, I'll do some of that. I'll get a little political. And then I'll just like, you know, just do like social stuff. Like, you know, talk about my marriage. Uh, you know, talk about you know raising kids and things like that. You know, things that people can generally relate to. Yeah. Do you uh, do you remember the yeah. first time you performed, or where was it? Ooh, the first time I performed. Um, okay. Well, the first time I performed, this is kind of hilarious. I was 23 years old actually, and I performed for my ex girlfriend, 
and it was so embarrassing. That was the first time I bombed. I never bombed after that. <laughs> I, yeah. I invited her, and I invited all her friends, and she really pumped it up, and she was like, oh, you know, my point was it. And I did horrible. I bombed so bad. And maybe that's why she broke up with me, you know. <laughs> she told me something else, but I, I'm thinking it's that now. Yeah. I don't know. i got to find out. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but the thing is about that is when I was on stage, even though it was bombing, I still was in love with it. Like, I was like, this was such a great, exhilarating feeling. It's almost like... It's almost like skydiving. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like you're, you're taking that chance and that adrenaline and everything. I just kind of got hooked to it. But I started doing a lot of theater after that. And then, like two years ago, I started doing the stand up comedy. So I guess maybe I can go from there. Uh, I did a show in uh, Eastville Comedy Club. And I did, uh, I just started doing my impersonations of Obama. I did Obama rapping. I did Donald Trump rapping. Uh, I did Woody Allen getting high. And people just loved it. Yeah. They went crazy. Were you were you yeah. were you doing impressions when you were a young kid? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always had that ability. Like I can take, you know, I can listen to somebody's voice, and I would just like and just kind of like study their mannerisms and everything. I just go right into it. I got into a lot of trouble in school. A lot. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Every second, the teacher would like leave the class or just turn around. I just look. I, people would get confused sometimes when they had their heads down of who was teaching because I would just do the voices. <laughs> that's awesome it was crazy yeah. yeah uh what do you think is like your best bit that you've ever written i think the best bit that i ever written was the uh the best bit i ever written was about catching my grandmother doing voodoo <laughs> and i call it voodoo in, in, the, in the cuban culture we you know cubans practice something called santeria and i call it the lighter version of voodoo i call it the core's light of voodoo Okay. And it's kind of a true story. I, I, I walked in, I caught her doing her ritual, and I didn't really know anything about it, and I kind of freaked out, and she got upset that I caught her. And uh, she, uh, I asked her what she was doing, and she said, praying. I'm praying, damn it. Can anyone get any privacy in this house? I was like, yeah, well, we live in a one-bedroom apartment. Do it in the room. Don't do it in the living room. And uh, I said, incidentally, I started Sunday school that week, and I remember she said that's how she prayed. And the first question the priest asked was, does anyone here know how to pray? And I raised my hand and I started doing her voodoo chants and everything. And they thought I was a little girl from The Exorcist. <laughs> so, <They> were, <laughs> that's funny. So I uh, yeah. yeah. So, so you talked. So, so you talked about you did you, you do impressions. Uh, which one's your favorite one? Uh oh, I do. A, I do Howard Stern now. You I was, do. Uh, I do one where how? Yeah, I do one where. Um, I talk about how I was at a uh, my friend's bachelor party and I was at a strip club, uh, and uh, I've been married for six years, so I haven't seen another naked woman's body, nevertheless my own wife. So they got me a, a, a lap dance, and um, I just wanted to talk to the girl, so it got awkward, and I was drunk, so it turned into a Howard Stern interview. Where I was <laughs> like, so let me get this straight. You came all the way from Wisconsin to go to NYU, and you're dancing here? Woohoo, you were beautiful. Look at you. <laughs> That's all right. What, uh, yeah. Well, I know you do a P.B. Herman. I told you I watched a video the other night, and I thought it was hilarious. Oh, you thank you. Yeah, the P.B. Herman. Yeah, I, I love doing that one, too. Yeah. I do P.B. Herman as the White House correspondent. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was hilarious. Uh, tell, uh, give the listeners a little uh, little sample of P.B. Oh, yeah. The... <laughs> All right, everyone, listen up, because I'm only going to go over this work. The President of the United States is the greatest president of our time. He's creating thousands and thousands of jobs for the ungrateful Americans. So you heard all liberals. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. How, 
How did you? Uh, were you, were you, you? You must have been doing that when you were a young kid watching Pee Wee Herman. I'm guessing in the movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I loved Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. The, the uh, Pee Wee's Adventure with with his bike. I mean, that was that was my move. Yeah, yeah. Do you? I'm guessing you're an you were an '80s kid like me. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, '80s and '90s. Yeah. yeah. Who are who are some of like your favorite uh, comedians that you enjoyed uh, watching growing up, or like you were like you try to like oh. get your act after? So many. Uh, George Carlin. It's, oddly enough, George Carlin, which my act is nothing a lot. I love George Carlin. Worship him. He's like God to me. George Carlin, uh, uh, Robin Williams, John Leguizamo. I'm a big fan of um, uh, Stephen Wright. Um, wow, it's just so many. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy is like another one. This is obviously for so many comics, but he's just—he's just a genius, Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's basically a, a lot of the '80s ones, uh, and and I know Sam Kinison, Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Even though I can't, I cannot play Andrew Dice Clay sitting next to my wife now. That would be crazy. <laughs> I remember getting in trouble playing the tape of Andrew Dice Clay in my backyard when I was a kid. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can imagine. Who called you, your mother? I actually, it was my uh, next door neighbor. His son was over, and I don't know. And somebody from school gave me the tape, so I started playing the tape, and I didn't know that he swore like that. And then he heard it. He came right over and shut. He shut that off on us real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So, like, That's awesome. Yeah. But like how you said about you know like the eighties and nineties, you know like even in the eighties, you know like I, I would go to the library and and uh, just rent, well rent, I guess you'd say rent, take the tape out of Robin Williams doing stand up, mm-hmm. and I would just listen oh, yeah. to that over and over. Well, I, 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 it's, yeah. it's addicting. He's just yeah. like it's like watching a live cartoon on stage. It's incredible. Yeah. Who do you uh, who do you enjoy these days uh, performing stand up? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I try, it's, it's crazy. I, I respect, I love all these, the, the contemporary guys, but I try not to listen to too much because I don't, I have this thing where I don't want to get influenced by anyone else. You yeah. know what I mean? I just don't want to. But I do like, um, I love Dimitri Martin. I think okay. he's, he's, he's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. Um, I love, I can never say his last name properly. I'm so embarrassed. Sebastian Monascaro? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I know what you're talking I can never pronounce his name either. I get every, I love him. I think he's incredible, man. Just yeah. with that energy on stage, it's just amazing to see. And um, I can't think of anyone else. Oh, you know, I love Eric Andre. I thought he, I think he's great. Although he's more of comedic, uh, like abstract comedy. I, I think he's yeah. awesome. And Hannibal uh, Burris, he's he's awesome too. Yeah. Really like him a lot. Um, so you've been you've been performing at these clubs for a while. Is there anybody that like? You saw there going there one night, and you were like amazed that he showed up at the club playing, or her. There were a couple, you know. Yeah, no, I well, I saw Janine Garofalo. That was really cool. Um, I saw, uh, oh god, I forgot the comic's name. A couple of comics from the Louis C.K. show, which I loved that show. Yeah, oh, um, that, that show was oh, awesome. God, brain farting. Yeah, but they were there, and they were incredible. I saw. Um, this was years ago, but I saw the late uh, great uh, Greg Giraldo. That was that was awesome. Yeah, I was completely floored with that one. So uh, you said you mentioned Louis, you mentioned Louis C.K. and I actually got a question because uh, so you know how like in some of the 
episodes, you know, he goes from one comedy club to another to another. Like th- he could, he'll do like three or four clubs in yeah. one night. Is that how it is in New York for you guys? Oh, absolutely. You have to get as much stage time as you can, and and uh, it, it's just the thrill of it too. I mean, you just have to. You'll spend an entire day. I mean, entire night doing that. It's just like yeah, one club after the other after the other, and it's it's amazing too because like you're you're really seeing your material progress and then just like go into something else. And, and some of the jokes too that you will use in one club, sometimes it won't use in another, work in another club. And, you know, it's just, it's a great opportunity to expose your stuff and see what works, see what, what doesn't, and just really get out in front of a, a, an audience. Yeah. And just, you know, that, that, it's like, like I said, jumping off of the, uh, going skydiving without a parachute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they did that and also in the, in the did you watch the James Gaffigan show when he was going from one club to another also? He, I like James Gaffigan there. I never saw his show though. Yeah. I think he only did like a two his, his show was really only out for like two seasons. It was pretty good. I mean, I like I said I watched it because you know, I love stand-up comedy and I and I uh, I was watching it and the same thing in there. You know, he would go to one club to another club and they always went to that deli too. The was it the cat was it the cat's deli? I'm trying to think what deli it was. Cat's deli in Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems like all the comedians go to that deli. Yeah, I know it's a famous deli. Absolutely, it, it's a it's great sandwiches there. Yeah, they always have like a spot where you all meet up and everything and just kind of socialize and everything. But yeah, uh, yeah it, it's exactly like that with this Louis C.K. You, know, you, you leave one spot and you just you're ready to go to another. Yeah. What's uh, what's your favorite club that you performed uh, in New York? Oh, I, I, well, my home is pretty much Broadway Comedy Club, but I love Dangerfields as well. It's, it's, it's such an iconic place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, D- Dangerfields is is, uh, is definitely, I would have to say it's my number one. I love that place. Yeah. Do you see yourself uh, ev- eventually, like, uh, you know, touring to all over the country to start doing your act in different states? Yes. I, absolutely. I, I got a couple of offers. Um, I got one from Minnesota, and then I got one uh, to go up to uh, Michigan. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely thinking about doing that. I want to do a Boston yeah. uh, uh, tour. I want to drive all the way up to Boston. Uh, actually, me and La- La- Lazaro were talking about it, and uh, a couple of other comics. Okay. Uh, definitely want to head up there. Yeah, yeah. Boston's pretty huge. And we actually just got a, a comedy club that just reopened in our area, also in Western Mass. It's called The Loft. And it's, it seems like uh-huh. every, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all the comics are just showing up there. Oh man, yeah, like Boston has such a strong base for for comics. It has yeah. such a strong history. So many great comedians came out of Boston. Yeah. It's such an honor to play up there. Do you uh, do you have any plans for like to try to record an album or something like that to release it like on streaming services like uh, iTunes, Spotify? Yeah, yeah, definitely do. Um, but it was right now, probably after this movie, because I got to see what the, I got yeah. the lead of this movie, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> I got to see how time consuming this is going to be. I never yeah. did a movie before, so especially me getting the lead, I'm like, ah. But that definitely, as soon as I'm done with this project, I'm that's exactly when I want to hit up and see if I can get a comedy album. Yeah. Did they Did they tell you how long yeah. uh, How long are you going to be filming the movie? We're getting the schedule uh, this week. So I'm not. I think it's gonna probably be like uh, maybe like like five to six months. I'm not sure. Oh wow, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, that's it's pretty it's, long. It's, it, yeah, he, he, he didn't mince words. He said it's a long production. He was like, so he was like, I hope you have you have some time to do this. And I was like, yeah, definitely. I mean, I love the script. I loved what it was about. So 
what are what are what are your other future yeah. plans in the comedy world? Well, I want to actually start doing sketch comedy again. I want to uh, get a couple of comedians together. Laz is already in because me and Laz we write a lot of comedy skits. Yeah, um, a lot of really like exciting stuff that um, I'm just I want to get on the, on film already. Uh, so uh, after everything's said and done, we want to start getting like a bunch of comedians together and start essentially like a little sketch comedy group. Yeah. Oh, like 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 those like five minute videos and just post them online and see where it goes yeah. from there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I love sketch comedy. That was my thing. I grew up to Kids in the Hall. That was like my favorite okay. sketch comedy yeah. group. Uh, in fact, I think I, I, I there I, I completely missed out when you asked me who my favorite comedy comedians growing up with them. They were probably one of the reasons why I even wanted to become a comic. Yeah. Were you an SNL fan at all? Yeah. Oh, big time! Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. My favorite SNL uh, uh, crew was the the one with Phil Hartman, though. Okay. And Adam Sandler. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, I think yeah, that's so that's how I, I think that's how I feel too. It's probably one of, like yeah with uh, Chris Farley and them. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many stellar stars in that, and John Lovitz, and they it was the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, when I try to watch it now, you know, like, I can't get it. I mean, I'll watch it, but I can't get into it like I used to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Although they have great, great people on that show. I mean, uh, I love the fact that they have a lot of female uh, uh, comedic actresses on there. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're wonderful. I think they saved the show. Uh, but, yeah, it's just I, it's just a different era and different time. And, you know, it's, I just think that the, the you're never going to get that kind of star power ever again that, that, that was around that time with us um, with Dana Carney and Mike Sorry. Myers and yeah. it's just incredible and those guys are still funny I don't know if you ever if you watched uh, like Dana Carvey's recent stand up that was pretty good it was on Netflix oh yeah, yeah. I heard about yeah I didn't, I didn't check it out yet but I heard about it yeah. I heard it was I mean him with the voices he's incredible yeah actually he had a show on recently in USA and uh, it was comedians would go on there and do I don't know if it was just stand-up or if it was, like, impressions, and he would vote with... There'll be, like, two other guys, and they would vote for it. To see. It was, like, one-on-one, like, two comedians going at it against each other. Really? Yeah. Like, like, a, like a little battling or like something? A, yeah, like a little battle-off. Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. Uh, yeah, he's great with impressions. He, I, yeah, he's probably, wow. one of, he's probably one of the best. Oh, yeah, no, he is. I mean, I, I, I used to love when he did the... the uh... The George Bush, George that was Bush. great. And the, yeah. the church lady, the, the, yeah. the George Bush, was like, not going to do it. He was awesome. Yeah. Do you awesome. do you remember his sketch show that he had on after he left SNL? Yes, I was cracking up because I saw a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was a skit that he did where he was a, a, a Groder, Charles Groder. Okay, and yeah, I, oh, yeah, I remember I, that. I don't know if you remember who he is. Yeah. Yeah, but he was like he was like such a guy with a monotone voice that yeah. he would just like kind of talk like this, but like <laughs> he would put you to sleep. And that was the whole that was the whole thing of Dana Carvey's uh, spiel is he would do him, and he would kind of like put himself to sleep, and they yeah. would have like a horse tranquilizer, not tranquilizer, the things they wave in front of your face that wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> he would wake him up, and then he would go right back into his segment. My my, f- so that, that was and Steve, Steve Carell was on that too, if you know. Steve Carell, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Him and also, um, oh my God, uh, Colbert was on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny how yeah. those guys. Uh, it's funny how those guys were on there. And actually, like, one of my favorite skits on that show was where um, they would like uh, they would like order pizza, pay for it, and not pick up the pizza. 
they thought that was funny. And I was like, yeah, the skit was funny, you know, like, or they would go shovel somebody's driveway and not get paid for it and they would leave, you know, and it's like. (laughs) I remember, yeah. And then also they did a a waiter duel where they would work in a restaurant where they were so grossed out by the food and like somebody would ask them to read them back the menu and they would read the menu and it would be these these horrible dishes that they couldn't even they couldn't even pronounce. Yeah, they would just like be you know, belching the second they mentioned yeah. it was hilarious. And then there was the one with, uh, was it the German guy say nice things or something like that? It was, that, was uh, the, uh, was, that was the Dana Carvey? Yeah, he did, Dana Carvey did that one too. I'm not talking about like the Hans and Franz. Oh. It was like a different skit that he did with uh, just German guys say nice things and he would just scream nice things in German, like with a German accent. <laughs> That's awesome. I know that Mike Myers kind of did his own German thing on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. You know, look at my monkey. That, yeah, that yeah. <laughs> so I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss those. They don't make shows like that anymore, like the nineties. I mean, I miss the eighties or the nineties. No, they they was the best, you know what I mean. And he, they just he had so much variety with them, and they could do so many things. And they, they were very topical. It wasn't just one thing. Yeah. It wasn't a political thing. Or well, now, they did everything. Yeah. They made fun of commercials. Everything. Yeah. And now you have to like you know some comedians have to watch what they say. You know, like people just get offended so easily now. I know. Yeah. Unfortunately, the the, the, the you can't just say anything you want anymore. The the the, uh, the PC movement kind of is like tainting the comedy world and. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a little frustrating sometimes. You yeah. know, because yeah. people lost. I think people lost their ability, their, their inability to put things into context. You know what I mean? And people don't, you know, they, yeah. they don't contextualize it. And to hear something, they automatically get offended. It's a comedy show. You gotta lighten up a little bit. Yeah, you know. know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like if you're gonna get offended, don't even spend the twenty, thirty dollars, whatever you're gonna pay to go to the club. Just go somewhere else. Exactly. Jesus, even I'm the least of your problems if you're getting upset about that. You know. Yeah. My God. Yeah. So, uh, at the end of uh, each podcast, I do this little thing called "What's Trending," and I wrote down two things today that were trending. And one of them was like, it was you know, obviously it's trending on Twitter and it's a hashtag, and it's like things I wish I could recycle. That was a popular topic today. Things you wish you can recycle? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God. Well, I don't know. I mean, thing, things that I wish I could recycle. Like, first thing I said to myself. I mean, once I get rid of, first, out of my life, I don't yeah. want anything recycled. First thing I said is like, oh, things I wish I could recycle. Is there some people that I know that I don't like? I wish I could just recycle them away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And, uh, and the second thing that was. <laughs> One of the uh, it was Harry Potter's birthday today, and I was like, I don't really care about Harry Potter. I don't know how you feel about Harry Potter. Right? No, no, I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of it. Too, the movies were too long for me. I, they were too long, and I, 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 like I, I, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. But there's a lot of things that are trending about baseball because today's the baseball trading deadline. But I, I know we talked about a little bit about baseball before when we went on the air. That's pretty much it for today. Other than that, it's been kind of a slow day for other things right no uh, with, with baseball I, I, I somebody told me the Mets won to the World Series a couple of years ago but I, it hasn't been confirmed to me is it true <laughs> uh, I think the last time <laughs> I think the last time they went to the to the World I'm Series kidding, was against the Yankees I know they did I, I know, know. terrible right I now. know the it, injuries it just, yeah 
I know. And it's funny because I rooted for the Mets to beat the Yankees in the World Series, but. Well, I always root for Boston when they go up against the Yankees. Every Yankee fan gets pissed off and goes, yo, why do you do that? You should be going for New York. I'm like, no, I hate the Yankees. Sorry. Boston all the way. Go for it. Yeah, you know, not you know, like you know, I don't want to turn this into a big baseball top uh, conversation, but you know, like not every Yankee fan is bad. It's the, it's the ones that you know they root for the Yankees, but they don't know anything about baseball or they don't even know who plays on the team. You know, you can't just say, oh, Jeter, you know, no, Jeter. It's like, oh yeah, there's so many bandwagon people on there, but with the whole Yankee crap, it's just, it's yeah, that's the thing. It's so frustrating. They don't you, you talk to them for ten minutes, they don't know jack crap about baseball. They just you know, yeah. They just they just see the Yankee fan. And, well, yo, it looks good with my shirt. I'm like, that's why. That's why you're the Yankee fan. Oh my god. <laughs> what uh, <laughs> uh, in Astoria, who do most people uh, root for? Yankees or Mets? Or do you think it's a little bit of both? Uh, that, like well, Mets. From being around because we're so close to City Field, Mets. Yeah. From what I see, but you have we you have your strong diehard Yankee fans out here. Yeah, that makes quite for an even corner conversation when you see him go at it. Yeah, and the thing is with the Mets, so we can't look. We cannot argue with the legacy of the Yankees. You can't. Yeah. What the hell are we gonna do? You know, yeah. Yankees are the Yankees. You know, what I mean, we, we got to start winning some World Series before we, you know. Yeah, I just, I just, we're, we're in a tough spot. Yeah, I just read on, I just read online uh, earlier this week. There's a guy that owns a vodka company that wants to buy the Mets. So, really? Yeah. So who knows? Maybe this. I don't know if this guy is a. You know, obviously he's got money. So maybe he's a billionaire. Maybe he'll go in there, throw money on the Mets, and buy players to come play for well, the Mets. Yeah. Something's got to change. I welcome that change. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Because the, the, the owners. I don't know. It just. It doesn't seem like the problem is just from the GMs. It's all the way from the top. Yeah. I, I, that would be great. Yeah. So um. How... I overheard a rumor that Donald Trump wanted to buy the Mets. I don't know uh, how true that was. Uh, that would have been great. Yeah, I don't think he would do it now, but maybe after he is done being president, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Well, his hair actually would, you know, be perfect for the colors of the team. And, there you, you go. Know, be perfect. He would look good with blue. <laughs> with his uh, with his with his orange wavy hair and the okay, wit. And... Exactly. Yeah. We wouldn't even need Mister Medity boy. Exactly. Like, we got Trump. Yeah, because you you'll have that nice little wind ton- wind tunnel down by the field and uh. The hair would just blow away. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's funny. How can the the listeners find you on social media? Oh yes, uh, my website uh, danielharriscomedy.com. Uh, just basically Daniel Harris Comedy. All right, and uh, on, on Facebook, Twitter is uh, is uh, D Harris eighty two. All right, which one do you uh, do you prefer better, uh, Twitter or uh, Instagram? What are you a fan of? More Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah, it's easier for Instagram because you can. So you can exactly, exactly. That's what you beat me too. I was going to say yeah. like, a lot of comedians like Instagram better because of the videos and everything. Absolutely, yeah. I'll do something on Twitter. I don't want to you know, offend anybody. You know, I'll just get like a whole people be like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, relax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just saw me on the Twitter reading the newspaper. That's all. It's no yeah. big deal. I know. I. I. Where. Where are your uh, shows coming up? You said uh, it was Broadway Comedy Club? Yeah, I got one uh, Broadway Comedy Club on um, August 11th. And I got a big one coming up on uh, its Latin comedy show at Dangerfields on uh, Labor Day, September right. 3rd. Right. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a pretty big one we're doing. Where where exactly is the Dangerfield uh, 
Comedy Club. Is that right in the city? Uh, yeah, that's in the uh, Danger Field is on the Upper East Side. Okay, I was wondering about that. Yeah, it's very easy to get to. Yeah. yeah. All right, and I want to thank you for coming on. This was a blast, and uh, you know, let's let's get you back on All in a right, few thank months. You so... I'm sorry. So let's get let's get you back on in a few months. This was a blast. I would love to be honored. Yes. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Follow them on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. We'll catch you next time.